Hello and welcome to an interesting choice on the Radio for Scotland network. Each month, your intrepid hosts Martin and John review weird, terrible, or just plain interesting albums. Featuring special guest comedians, musicians and civilians, this podcast dissects and inspects a whole bunch of curious production choices. These discussions are presented here without comment. Bar one. Hmm, interesting choice. Would Mr. Wamsley please report to the intro? I repeat, Mr. Wamsley, please report to the intro for this show. Be far ahead, guys. Mr. Wormsley, thank you for attending the Hello, interview. hello. And this is a very special episode. This is the closer for season two. And it's Captain Beefheart, Trout Mask, Red Plugger. And there are two parts. This is the first ever two-part episode with our friends. A very special two-part episode. Indeed. Today, on the fourth, we're giving you part one. You'll understand exactly... By the end of part two, why there are two different parts to this show. But now, on with the show. This might turn into two parts. We don't know how this is going to go. This is... It's one hell of an album. It's a long album, there's it's a lot of tracks here. Inherently, there are problems like it's a very long album. There are also problems like it's a Captain Beefheart album. Mm. Right, okay. Strap yourselves in, guys. Strap Could yourselves in. One. The train's leaving. Get on board. <laughs> right. I have heard... I listen to this album semi-regularly. Maybe not the whole thing, but a couple of songs. What about you guys? This was the second album that we've done so far that I... Oh, third album that I had so far out of the episodes we've done that I already owned and had on my iPod. Mm. So it was Amy McDonald, Bob Dylan, Christmas in the Heart. Yep. And this... And I also thought this would be a great choice for yeah. for this show, for this podcast to do, mm-hmm. because he is the king of interesting choices. <laughs> but what I actually found was trying to listen to this was a nightmare for me. <laughs> this stressed me out. <laughs> yeah. we, we almost tried to record this last week, and I tried to rush listen to this mm. in the morning. Yes. Impossible. Because <laughs> yeah. my strategy for... Uh, for doing this is to listen to album once, take some notes, and then just talk about it, which has worked up until <laughs> now. And Captain Beefheart has just destroyed me. I, I was like frantically scribbling notes and pressing pause, and I was going out of my mind. Then I phoned John in a panic. Yeah. John, we can't do this today. I, I am <laughs> this not is ready. Not yeah, I, uh, you. Called me after about an hour of us exchange texts, and I was like, "Okay, so what John, track, I'm a track are you on?" Eight. I was like, "I'm on. <laughs> I'm on track eight. I'm a track eight. This isn't going to work. Yeah, we so, need to shift this back. But then, so we shifted it back a week, and I had had another full day to listen to it. But even then, it really stressed me out. As you may have heard, we have another guest. In fact, as a guest we've had before, Gavin Crawford. Hello, welcome back, Gavin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I mean, you know Captain Before you. I think you said you hadn't listened to this or you hadn't listened to much to it. I haven't listened to much to it. I'm a big, massive uh, Safe as Milk fan. Mm. Uh, it seems like the most easy choice to go into. This was a challenge. This <laughs> this was intense. I think... I consider I ca- this this episode is like us climbing Everest. Yeah. This, this is the equivalent. It seems to be one of those equivalent albums where if you're going to get into an artist... Save this till you've got a bit into them. <laughs> yeah. Save it to last. And watch the documentary on him and read his biography. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah you, you understand it. Yeah. You absolutely understand it. Just, I, was looking, I was looking last night and there's a guy, I can't remember his saying name, Chris someone. 
he wrote the a book. It was like a kind of um, fancy mm, uni book. Offers, offers All right, okay. Chris. So there's yeah, an yeah, academic yeah. thesis an on academic. This, book this album's so yeah. dense. You could do a PhD yeah. Oh, yeah, on this yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. You, there you are probably a, PhD for a days field on this dedicated album. to <laughs> various theses on yeah. it. Yeah, and this album was included. And the guy said that uh, to understand Trout Master Replica. We first have to understand Don Von Vile. <laughs> say we first have to lose our minds entirely. Uh, like that, that kind of summed up the whole album. But yeah, I'm sure you all you guys found this hard to review because up until now, if you hear yeah. a little interesting thing in a song, you go, "Oh, that's quite good," and you write it down. Mm. This was exhausting to try yeah. and go through it in that manner. Yeah, I, I, it's not a criticism of the music. I don't think. It's more just trying to pick apart. Yeah, if you try to pick apart, you're gonna have a bad time. So let's let's start on the first part of our general discussion of the album on the length. Do Mm. you think it needs to be the length that it is? I thought I thought it was quite fast. Also thought it was quite bulbous. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't feel long to me. That's like a note that's written in five songs. I think it was pretty fast and bulbous. It was pretty tight too. Yeah, tight too. Tight also. Tight also. (laughs) Because, I mean, do we really need two bakes of hair pie? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, on the first one, no. I was like, okay, uh, Yeah, you've baked it, let, let's have a taste. But Yeah, don't uh, just give me two. I don't want seconds. No. The only thing I'd say, I think this album was originally released on, it was one of the first albums released on Frank Zappa's yeah. label. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the things about it is it was originally a double, double LP. So, if you actually listen to it, like maybe as a CD, taking in sections as if it's like a side of an LP, mm-hmm. it's not as intense. Yeah, I as agree listening with that. to it as a twenty-eight track yeah. CD. Yeah, which is does it, is it not a double CD or is it fit in one CD? It's, no, fit in one CD. Could it? Yeah, I guess it's like like seventy-nine, eighty minutes. I yeah, guess. I don't even know it. It's like 60 minutes or something? I don't actually the know. The song's pretty short. I think it's is 80. It, it? Oh, yeah, because you, you called me and said, <laughs> it's been an hour. It's 82 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it's something that's happened to other albums where, like, we'll come on to an example later, but for instance, there's two instrumentals on the CD back-to-back, which wouldn't happen. Like, you're meant to stop between each side. Yeah, and then and compose then. yourself. <laughs> yeah, take in breath, get coffee, jump back in. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that it was was recorded in a cult like atmosphere in their house in where they house. lived like a collective. I read up on this. This I one hundred percent believe that. Yes, like it sounds like a cult would make this music. Yeah. Are you going to talk about the the other part? Beefheart Beef put them in the timeout, which was a barrel. <laughs> this is on the Wikipedia page. You should look this up. I don't have a road down here, but it was like he would treat uh, the band members in this cult environment, has them trapped, and would like break them down until they cry in this thing that was called like barrel time, <laughs> which My it didn't go God. into detail. And I was trying to look up the reference, but I think it was just. Uh, one of the band members from the time yeah. was interviewed on some Zoot blog. Zoothorn Rolo, perhaps? Perhaps. So he I've heard, talked I've about, he- about barrel time. So I'm just presuming it's a big barrel in this house. I, I've heard people Beef say that he's... Get in that barrel. Yeah, I've heard people say that he's like a pretty mean dude. I, um, did, I did read, being a drummer, 
uh, so sated instantly of John French, the drummer. Yes. And read that after the finishing touches of this album, that he was thrown down a set of stairs <laughs> by Captain Beefheart. So left the band, joined yeah, Zappas. In a barrel. And then went down. back. And then I think got attacked again and then <laughs> left again. Let's talk a little bit about drumming on this album. I think it's an amazing achievement, the, the drumming the, on this album. The, like, you I, can't play it unless you know how to play like that. I mm. think, to be honest, this is some of the best drumming I've ever heard. Yeah. I've got a bit of a love-hate mm. relationship with this album already because... Well, the, the thing is, they re- <laughs> they recorded this in, what, a six-hour session or a 12-hour session? Five six hours. hours. Five hours. I'm sure it was five hours. Five, six five, hours, five, six all hours. the instrumentals. But they'd rehearsed for, like, six yeah. months or something. Which... Eight months in a black house. Like the I'd, imagine you had to play this to someone and say, "By the way, this is practice to this, shit." Yeah, this is meticulously <laughs> precise. Yeah. That's insane yeah. to me. I can't. Yeah. Be- I can't believe this was rehearsed. There's three different kinds of songs in this. There's the kind of safest milk blues rock sort of mm, conventional. Conventional. There's the really abrasive pop with time signatures that don't exist <laughs> and then and then there's the nightmare songs which yes. are built with like genuinely scary yes. like, I remember first hearing this and like I, I don't want to listen to this um, it's too late at night yeah <laughs> Like, I'm going to wake up and see the thing that's making the sound in front of me. It's time to go in the barrel, John. (laughs) There's... The thing with... The thing with songs that are albums that have heavy experimentation on this, and this is that to a T, and there's... You know, or like a jazz album where they're doing crazy things, or like a performance artist. People would... If you stumbled across it, you'd be like... Those guys aren't actually doing anything. They're not rehearsed. They're just messing around. But then the bits where they actually do get into a groove, you're like, ah, oh, these guys can actually play. I think we've all done research on this, but let's bring this up in case you haven't heard it. Apparently, three quarters of it was wrote on the piano, an instrument the Captain Beefheart had never Can't played play, before. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what the last quarter was wrote on? Was, in, was that the tape recorder where he just did vocal stuff? No, apparently it was Except. wrote with him whistling melodies to oh, people. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I, I can see that. Can yeah, you? I can literally <laughs> see that. How the fuck can you whistle that. these songs? Man, I can literally see that. The end, end of the night. Please. A bit worse for wear. Just like... Uh, <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> hang on, guys. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's you're you're talking like about them. a guy that wanted his band to live the album. <laughs> I guess to live it. I can see him whistling it. I can't see the band getting the songs from it. <laughs> yeah, well, looking at him thinking that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what's All confusing right. for me. <laughs> All right, Don, come on. <laughs> like, just the- play on the guitar, not the piano. You can't play the piano, Don. No, I'm not going to go in the barrel. <laughs> like when they started, they were like. Oh, the piano again like, this is really hard and then like six months into it they're like the piano's great nowadays <laughs> I, 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 I love them to get back piano. on that piano yeah. start whistling at I us miss that piano right uh, enough enough fucking preamble here enough preamble let's get into Frown the land. let's get into the beef let's go let's get into the beef let's get first, the heart of the beef first half of the first LP Frown land this is 
such a bold choice for a first <laughs> album this, song. This is like just saying to the audience, like right away at the start, yeah. are you guys in? Yeah. Are you in? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, well, those first... Is- it's like it's a nice it's a nice it's rock star mm. in time well for the first for the first seven seconds yes. yeah. and suddenly just loses it and you're yeah. like oh so this is where we're going yeah, yeah when the guitar down to deliberately when the guitar starts bit. hitting those like staccato notes yeah. it's like what what <laughs> it's like four, what four, four four oh shit one of the things that doesn't quite help this album is the fact that they have this stereo panning so the left ear has a guitar playing something that's completely different to the right ear. Yeah. And you're in the middle of those two guitars having to deal with them <laughs> yeah. talk to each hey, other. Ma- listener, make sense of this. Yeah. Like, These are two disparate guitar parts. Yeah. Left ear, right ear, deal with it. Playing different melodies, different rhythms, different songs. Yeah. It's like if you had a, if you recorded an interview two completely different interviews and you put them in each year <laughs> yeah. playing at the same time. And one's in French. One's, one's in French. German. Let's get on to the second song. The dust for- blows forwards and the dust blows back. Can we this, like play This it? has, this has yeah. some great lines. I think let's, we want to play a clip of this. Lines. Let's play a let's clip of this right from the start. Clip. There's old Green with her dove wing hat. There's old Green with her sewing machine. Where's the bobbin at? Toting old grain in a printed sack. The dust blows forward and the dust blows back. And the wind blows black. Probably my favourite line is uh, that he took off his pants and fell free. And then the breeze blew up him. Inside yeah. me. <laughs> up inside him. To be free. Yeah. My also, favorite, he also has a girlfriend called Bimbo. I was about to say, like, you have your it's favorite line. Bimbo. My no. favorite line is me on. and my girl named Bimbo. Bimbo. Limbo. <laughs> spam. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an odd name. I think he's clearly Bimbo having a lot of fun at that what, point. What's really strange about this is the way that he's made quite an obvious, like, accentuation of the cuts between the lines. I was about to you, say. You kind of think, mm. is, is he just been going on like this for eight months? Yeah, is that that is exactly that, is the that, impression I got. The whole <laughs> it just keeps going on. Do you think this has been rehearsed though? Because no, it sounds to no. me like he's no. singing as if he's writing the song right yeah. then. That sounds like an insane sailor. I think he wakes up every morning with a tape recorder in his hands and just comes up with the first thing. Yeah, the dust falls forward and the bus blows. Back and yeah. see those little policies, they're in it. That's in there. Like, and the he actually fl- are he flubs up the line about an elliptic Kleenex. Yeah. Like he, an el- he's an el- that line. An elliptic Kleenex. And a, and a, and a lipstick Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, because there's alternatively points throughout the album where he just accentuates things like mm. it has a question mark. <laughs> and it there's doesn't. It's a, a white flakery riverboat blue pie. This, this, I don't know, it sounds... This is a, it sounds kind of cool, but this could yeah. just equally be the out-of-tune ramblings of a madman. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that's why it is cool. Yeah. It's, like, a, nice, it's a nice warbling cassette. As you were saying, is a bold statement for the first song. What a fucking... Mm. What a bold statement this is for bold the second as well. song. Yeah. Hang like, on, let me stop you. Yeah, because if, if you're on... the rest of Yeah, if you're on boards with the first song, there's no connection with the next <laughs> no. song. This reminded me of what a serial killer would sing when it's chasing his victim in a film. <laughs> I can imagine him 
full pelt running up an alley. The dust blows forward and the dust blows back. I'd be freaked out. Because he's got that kind of like smiliness. Who who did you kill last summer or something like that? My girl named Bimbo. (laughs) Don Von Vile with a hook. Captain Beefheart, I know what you did last summer. (laughs) But this is... This is more accessible than the majority of the album. And I, I like his lyric writing. I think it's very I mean, unusual, it's but I like very, it. very, very good. Yeah. Very good. So, third song, Holocaust song, we Holocaust Dachau song. Blues. The, this, this is, is a like bold choice. This is this is re- this is really when he says, "Are you in yet? Yeah, are you in?" <laughs> but this this is rocky. It's a bit more melodic. There's this, baritone vocals. There's good singing and a nice melody. Yeah, this is one of the best songs. Oh. I, I I maybe go over the top to say this is a very powerful song. Yeah, I, I think Actually, it is. Like when it's I a went, very rare because it was just so shambolic that I was like, I need to check out the lyrics for this. And uh, Back out blues. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking intense. It's, it's very, very intense. I don't, I can't list any or few artists off the top of my head who could do a Holocaust song and not be quite mockable. This stands quite strong in the term of like, it's a really good implementation of a song about oh, the Holocaust. The lyrics, man. Oh my god. No, it's War it's Two Rain, Death and Showers and Skeletons, Danced and Screaming and Dying in the Ovens. Dying in the Ovens. Coughing, smoking, dying by the dozens. It's like a great blues song. Like mm. I think he keeps mentioning the, the the rather than just getting caught up though in like the Second World War, it keeps mentioning the fact that it's like a precursor for World, World War III. War III. Yeah, it's like, spoilers, guys. Spoilers, guys. World so, War Three. It's quite... On World War III. Do you know what I mean? It's obviously... He's doing it for a particular reason. Yeah, because I kind of think he's front-loaded this album. Like, these are some of the best songs in the whole album. Back Out Blues is maybe one of my favourites. So we sample at the end as well. Yeah, we yeah. Catch that. We catch the rats. Mm. And he got us then with a stammer. <laughs> Uh, on to the next song. This song is a nightmare. Really? This is... Oh, yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. clearly really sonically textured. Oh, I actually like, like, like a rule. There's an actual tempo and groove here. <laughs> it's nice. I am terrified of that really high-pitched voice that oh, appears occasionally. We need to play the clip of that. The backing vocals just coming from some high-pitched yes. demon creature. I don't know what that... that I have an instinctual reaction to run from yeah. whatever that is. Should we play a wee clip of that, maybe? There's a bit where you talk about... Eloguru looking like a zoo. Like, like a zoo. Now, yeah. I'm not going to pull up every lyric in this album, but I'm going to pull up the ones that I have no idea what they mean. She looks like a zoo. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, I see that girl walking down there. She looks like a zoo. <laughs> I actually... I see actually, Steve's new girlfriend. She looks like a zoo. I actually stick Eloguru in the Google and found an artist from London. I was like, all right, this makes sense. Beef yes, Art, I did the Beef, exact same thing. Beefheart was obviously hanging out with this artist and the, the, um, yeah, she Wrote was obviously... Song about her. And then I looked in and I was like, oh no, wait, 
This chick actually named herself after the song. <laughs> Sally. Yeah. That's insane. Also on the song, the first appearance of Fast and Bulbous. Oh, yes. Mm. She's young. Very fast. She's young too. Tight also. Tight also. Fast and Bulbous. Fast and Bulbous. Next song. Hair Pie, Bake One. I, I contend, I contend Oof. that this track is half-baked. Oh God. oh my god is that where you're going with this really this is one of those songs where my musical personality i feel like the wee devil and the wee angel on my shoulder the wee <laughs> devil musical the wee personality devil saying, gavin go push yourself do they have go, instruments go literally just push it to the point where anyone that walks into the room is going to start having an anaphylactic shock and just like die Jesus. with this music that's pretty and dark then, and then the angel is saying yeah, do that. Just, just, just <laughs> skip the do song. The yeah. Skip it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. That's why I said that. Start is this too long? This album because this is cuttable. Like, there's another track that does the same instrumental but better recorded. Yeah, it's probably unnecessary. I, I, I love the fact that at the end though, there's a little crowds listening to them, and yeah, they're like, I like that. "Oh, talking yeah, to people outside." Cool. I kind of get the impression though that on this song and those kind of songs, they're probably having the most fun. In, in many ways doesn't mean it's fun to listen to doesn't mean it's <laughs> no, I'm, to not, listen I'm to not implying that at all no anyway beyond this half-baked song sure. on to the next one yeah. Moonlight, Moonlight in Vermont on Vermont this is a fantastic this song. song this is like Absolutely. boom we can rock yes yeah, this is this a, I have nothing funny to say about this this is like Captain Before is the most soulful white guy in the world. This is what I was expecting when yeah. I first downloaded uh, this album. I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to Captain Beefheart. Like, big explosive, screeching, screaming vocals. Big big drums, big yeah. guitars. Really good hook on the guitar. Like the lead I got guitar. an old-time religion. <laughs> that old-time religion. Oh, it's a great song. Really good. There's a bit where they talk about great having... Great end uh, and a, a side. Yeah. An LP. Yes. That's why I would say it was front-loaded. Like, those songs, in my mind, are probably the best in the whole album. Did you catch the uh, the white elephant escape from the zoo with love? With love, yes. <laughs> Was that in the cage with the elephant, or I do lost like his the- head and got off on alligators? Somebody's leaving peanuts and on the carbons. What? What's the carbons? It's like a carp. <laughs> but like it a just wee, adds- a wee I think he had name. that and then couldn't finish the rhyme without carbons. I thought it was like his pet name for a curb. Oh, little, <laughs> little Kevin's. I do like the part where it's like, um, no more bridge Tuesday to Friday. Like, <laughs> they just turn it off yeah. during the week. Good side. Maybe the best side. Let's go on to the second side. Paucho Cadaver. Pachuco. Pachuco Cadaver. I um, think you should play the clip of this yeah, start. A squid eating dough in a polythene bag is... Fashion Bulbous. Got me. I mean, we could play the sample, but you just said the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) let's not play the clip then. But I think when he's like, got me, I don't think I do get him on that one. Like, with respect, Captain. I can imagine exactly what he's saying. Mm. So that makes it kind of fool. You got this octopus stuck in a bag, but you can probably Probably move at high speed. One of those songs where you realise he's he, he's a very good writer, mm. and if you actually, some great sometimes lyrics. on this album, the songs that he's just singing a cappella 
you're kind of like, oh, I wish I'd have some music over that. Yeah. And then mm. sometimes the songs where he's singing with a band just going crazy mm. over the background, you wish that there was no band and he was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that entirely. I mm. agree with that. Yeah, there's a nice mix of like different rhythms and parts in that song. There's a n- interesting lyric. She looks like an old squaw Indian. She's 99. She, she won't, won't go, go down. down. Is this woman a boxer? And he's like trying to deck her. So <laughs> she won't go down. I tried to put her in the barrel. She's it's a not squaw Indian. It. It's not going to happen. Um, again, in this, they talk about smiling so hard he cracks his chin. Oh, fuck. That, I love that. I'm terrified. Like, I love those lyrics. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, he, he's so obsessed with his smile and what it does to his face. There's one line I wrote, I really like this. Uh, was it her two pipes pumping human carbon cum? Oh, the carbon Jeez. cum. I heard that. I didn't get do it with a car, though. Oh, okay. So it's economic. It's green. <laughs> okay, so on to the next song, Bill's Court. This is pretty much one of the most harsh songs this so far. This was a scary song. This is pretty harsh. This is sung like a ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking here, though, is who is Bill? Like, it's never explained. I like the bit where he has the various species grouped together according, according to, to their the past beliefs. beliefs. Is that like... So grouping species, are they grouping like frogs together because they used to be yeah they used to be pro-choice? Like, no, they they both used to be like Jewish. So they <laughs> yeah, the same area. We'll put the pelicans, so, over a Muslim here. deer, and a pelican yeah. deer who's a Muslim. Yeah, the same area. And the squirrels who were vegan, yeah. they can go over here. The atheists are chucked out. Yeah, because they don't have beliefs. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, I don't have much to say about I just, this. I wrote so. unsettling. It's like, it's a- <laughs> I can imagine you actually remember at all. I can imagine you writing that down with wide eyes. (laughs) Unsettling. unsettling. I am physically unsettling. Was it unsettling? Insane and unsettling. (laughs) Not nice. Let's get the hell away from this scary ass song. Goddamn right. On to the next one. Sweet, sweet bulbs. This is a fucking great blues song. I like this song a lot. It's very coherent. Are they fast and bulbous bulbs? They never. That's an open thread. That was a that was a missing trick. I, think. I wanted closure on those bulbs. Yeah, how were, fast they were, how bulbous they were, they were. They tapered. He doesn't talk a lot about them other than their sweetness. They are very very sweet. On to the next song, Neon Meat Dream of a Octafish. Meat this spelled M E A T E. M E E. Yes. <laughs> You're going to try and repeat it then. It's like <laughs> struggled halfway through. Um, this is a perfectly designed nightmare. It's not a dream, it's a nightmare. Uh, but I I love a lot of the phrases on this song. Mm. Where it's going like spreckled, spreckled, speculation. <laughs> and of course, the best bit meaty, meaty meat. Meat. <laughs> uh, just pauses. Meat. <laughs> In yeah. gaming. This to me just seemed like a list of terms. It seems it fits like the a idea. Beat poem. Yeah, it fits the idea of it being a dream, like just mm. a bunch of colourful images. I just wrote down a bit. Whalebone farmhouse cavorts girdled in latters a light cavorts girdled in latters. A light a dipped amidst squirming serum and semen <laughs> and syrup and semen and serum stirruped in a syrup. <laughs> Neon meat dream of a octafish. I think that's quite self-explanatory. 
I like how he didn't go with God. an octofish. He's made a deliberate yeah, choice. Yeah, octofish. On to the next one. China Pig. This is an improv song, apparently. Yeah, because he basically just yeah tells the guitarist, do one of those, you know, the ch-ch-ch-ch, those blues riffs things. Yeah, play one of those. I had a really vivid image of Captain Beefheart naked on a fridge. <laughs> Shouting, what? <laughs> shouting these lyrics. Uh, um, someone having to hold a mic with a guy playing guitar, looking really like degraded and upset. Was the guitarist naked as well? I think he was probably just like covered in paint and and had Hard a really gone. horrible time for a long time at this point. Maybe about the eight month period. That is a good point, because I could easily imagine that he hires someone to hold his mic for him, because he just gets <laughs> oh, too animated. Oh, I all sorts of shit. Um, yeah, this sounds as if it's like mic'd very far away. It's just like a tape-recorded yeah. demo or something. Yeah, A lot of reviews that I've read about the album talk about this song as a good song to get into, but I'm not a big fan of it. It's got beatboxing on it, which is quite good. Like, I think it's the captain who's doing boom, 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 boom. <laughs> He's like an early innovator box. of the beatboxing <laughs> yeah. scene. Scary baritone beatbox. Yeah. But I, again, getting on to the subject of things you could just chuck out, you could just chuck out this song. You don't need it. On to the next song. My human gets me blues. <laughs> human. My human, human gets me blues. My human. I don't have much to say about this, except, like I said, there's a couple of lyrics I'm going to bring up if they make no sense to me at all. What is an X-ray gingham dress? <laughs> Someone tell me what an X-ray gingham dress is. I know what a dress is, I know what gingham dress is, I know what X-ray is. I cannot combine them in any coherent way. I think they have those on eBay. <laughs> oh, it's probably an Etsy thing. Like, you can make your own with an x-ray machine and a yeah. gingham dress. Yes, DIY dress. The other interesting lyric I like is, uh, just keep coming, Jesus. You're the best dress. You yeah. look dandy in the sky, but you don't scare me. Now, I've heard a lot of compliments given to Jesus, but like, I've never heard him described as a best-dressed dandy. <laughs> he had those sandals. He was an innovator. Okay, so I am not a big fan of this. <laughs> he just can't do coherent. I can't. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this side of the record, and we're on to the last one. Dally's car. It's quite a good instrumental. Um, it's a. It's one of the slowest songs on the album, I think. Mm. Like in terms of tempo, which probably because he's not singing on it. I've wrote down dueling atonal guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it would fit into exactly the scene required between like two guys in different rooms, two guys in different, different songs. <laughs> Like they meet up at a competition, one of them plays dun 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 Or maybe for like a a cue he plays the the second guy, the first guy's thing, and then says to the second guitarist, right now, play something that's entirely different to that. Yeah. Let's see what you come up with and we'll call that a song. Yeah. Right guys. Dally's car is screeching to a halt because this is taking way too long. Um, right, okay, let's do let's do a really quick little review of what we've heard up till now because that I think that's quite fair. I'm being fair to you, Captain. I think that's unfair. Too bad. I'm judging him in half the album, <laughs> and it, it's working in his favour for me because oh, really? I'm going to come out right say 
I probably love that first half. And I would recommend people listen to it. Like, it's so unique in the lyrics and the drums. It's crazy. And it's very, you know, it's going to... If you don't like it, if you're not on the train, you're not going to like it. But if yeah. you are at all, are you you're going to love it. There's some great tracks on here. So as, as the first half, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if it's front-loaded or not. But it's, it's a good half so far. It was quite draining to get through, but... <laughs> But that's for I'd, us reviewing. Yeah, I'd, I'd say... I wouldn't say I disliked it. I said I, I probably would say I, I liked listening to it. I hated trying to review it for this. That was a nightmare. <laughs> but uh, to listen to, I'd, I'd recommend someone to listen to. Gavin, like, dislike, love, hate... I'd probably I, say I may have like, bamboozled you there those <laughs> options You have to pick one <laughs> I'd probably say like Love slash hate No you can't do that That's not an option that, no. That's a middle ground We don't them. have middle grounds In this show Gotta pick one Alright I'll say hate Partisan. then I'll say hate Jeez. Really? Because hate's a positive emotion As well <laughs> Sometimes I find I find What? <laughs> I find it I found it quite difficult to listen to and kind of painful to some extents. That's true. Mm. But I did like all the instrumentation. And hate's not bad. I, I have albums that I hate, but but they do something to me. H- hang on, hang on. But, 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 there are... I can tell why this is seen as such an important album. Because I think that there are... I think it's very much of its time. It's very revolutionary. Or that side is very revolutionary. Mm. Did you hear it because it was a chore to review and write about for this? Or No, no, really. I just, just think, I, just think I could never imagine walking to the train, listening to this, going, oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just have this on in the background. I think I'd probably end up attacking someone. That's terrifying <laughs> madness. Moonlight in Vermont. I could li- I listen to that on train. It's there's great. a few that that's the problem. There's a few songs that are good. There's a few there's a lot of songs that are insane. We're going to see you later in the month when we post part two of this. Till then, you can listen to all of our episodes on SoundClouds, which you can find through our Twitter. HMM Choice. That's HMM Choice. Guys, I'll see you next time. Interesting Choice is a production for the Radio for Scotland network. For more information, visit radioforscotland.com.